Hello, everyone. This is Double Time's first official podcast. I'm Sasun Chalakian. And I'm Maher Chalakian, and we have a guest with us tonight. His name's Jake Cohen. He's been a buddy of ours for a while now. And we're just going to talk to you guys a little bit about sports and our opinion on what we have tonight. Um, our first topic is going to be about the NFL. And, guys, the power rankings just recently came out. And not surprisingly, that New Orleans is leading the pack. And then... Uh, the Rams and Kansas City, both uh, Kansas City and uh, the Rams just had a one of the most significant, probably most memorable football game in a while now with uh, both teams. First time on Monday night, both teams had over 50 points, and that was probably the most fun game I've ever watched. It was an honest shootout, but it was surprising because most people, when you see a game that's 50-plus points by both teams, you don't think there's a lot of defense being played, which is not the case in this situation because the Rams actually put up uh, significant uh, defensive stops, uh, turnovers, and points. Thoughts? I mean, I just think it's crazy that a team scored 51 points and still lost. Like that, I, that to me is unbelievable. I'm actually disappointed as a football fan. I did not watch the game, but I have heard tremendous things about the game, and... I'm kicking myself that I did not watch the game. Um, I See, I think the Chiefs might be in trouble because of Mahomes being so young. I agree. Um, obviously, he's a great talent, but he doesn't have the experience, say, that Drew Brees has, which is kind of why I think the Saints could be better off in, like, the playoffs poised for a longer run than the Rams, even though the Rams are playing really well right now. So um, I just think the veteran leadership of Drew Brees could lend like more success towards them instead of the Rams or the Chiefs. And I know you didn't watch the game, but that actually showed last night in the Monday night game where Mahomes had two on his last two possessions through some risky passes and they ended up in turnovers. And that just shows like how inexperienced he is, this being his first official season actually playing in the NFL. And I know they were both somewhat young quarterbacks, but you could just see how less experienced he was than Jared Goff in those situations and how calm Jared was. And um, again, these three teams are going to be in the top ranking NFL teams throughout the whole season. And we will see one of these teams in the Super Bowl, maybe even both of them. Um, but if that were to come, I would have to take New Orleans just because of the experience that Drew Brees has. He's arguably one of the like best quarterbacks one in the NFL goats. history. So I just think that New Orleans is solely the best team in the NFL right now because of Drew Brees and his experience. I mean, yeah, aside from those three teams right now, a team that I really like, and I hate to say this as a Lions fan, but a team I really like right now is the Bears. They're playing really well. The Bears well. have come out of nowhere to be one of the best teams in the league. It's honestly quite They're shocking. Their really defense great ball. is fantastic. Trubisky's putting it all together. Uh, what's his name? Jordan Howard's a good running back. Um, they got good weapons with Allen Robinson and uh, what's their tight end's name? Um, crap. Uh, I'm I'm blanking on their tight end's name, but he's pretty good. Oh, Trey Burton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, so, I mean, they got some weapons. The one thing to finish up on the Rams that I think could help them more so 
um, is the fact that they have Aaron Donald, and that man is, in my opinion, the best defensive player in football. Oh, I yeah. saw a stat where he leads the league in sacks and has been double teamed on seventy two percent of plays. Yeah, that's the insane. fact that you're getting double teamed three out of four plays and you're still leading the league in sacks just tells you how much better you are than everyone else that is lining up across from you. Like that is insane. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's definitely a different breed, that man. Um, the uh, let's talk about the Detroit Lions right now. They have been struggling. The, the, honestly, the most confusing team I can remember in recent history. The fact that the Lions have beaten the Patriots, the Packers, Carolina Panthers, the, and the Panthers three above average teams. I would say. The fact that they've beaten them and then have gotten blown out by the Jets and Seahawks, like what? Like they're just a very they're just they're a so very inconsistent. inconsistent team right now, and I don't know if that has to do with young roster because they do have a very young roster this year. Um, new coaching staff. I personally, I thought that this was going to be a fun year. Matt Patricia coming in for the first time, a lot of hype about him. Um, Matthew Stafford, a top five quarterback. Every single year in the NFL, I thought he was going to be – I thought this was going to be a very fun season to watch, and it just ended up very shaky. And there has been talk about them blowing off this season just so they can get a better, like, draft pick for the following season. Uh, thoughts about that? Um, I don't think that's a Matt Patricia-type thing to do, especially coming from a Bill Belichick, his, like, winning pedigree. It doesn't sound like a thing, and especially for a first-year coach, you want to build momentum into next year. So even though it would be nice to get a higher draft pick, I just don't see that mentality creeping in to this year's team because I think they do want to build on the future. And I think for this team, getting wins now and more confidence for the young core is more important than purposely sliding down in the draft. Well, as for this year, I think it was just a – dumb decision by the Lions to get rid of their best offensive player. Oh, Golden Tate. Golden Tate, I think that just put the end to our season right he, there, honestly. Like, he was the, he has the most uh, yards after catch in the NFL. The yak king. He's, he's a monster when, he, when the ball's in his hands. And he we brings just excitement. Get, we, he, we, get, we give him away for a draft pick, and we give him to the Eagles, and... I just don't see that being very smart move by Patricia. I think we should have built I don't know. on that instead of. I doubt it was just Patricia's well, yeah, move. Well, yeah, but you know, but upper like lines. I'm upset by it just because I like Golden Tate so much. But like when like I stopped and like sat down and thought about it, like at the end of the day, it did make sense. Like he's 30 years old. It was a contract year. He probably wanted a lot of money and deservingly so. He's been a beast for the Lions, but he's 30 years old. The Lions have Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, who I think is going to mm-hmm. is an emerging emerging star. I think. Oh yeah. So it's not like the Lions were lacking skill at that position, and they definitely could use the money they were going to pay for Golden Tate at a position that they more desperately needed at, such as D line or linebacker. In my opinion, I think are the two biggest needs right now for the team. The O line has been shaky, but they're still like a good, like, young, like, group to build around, I think, in that O-line. But, like, the D-line, like, 
They stepped up this week in the run game, but, like, they've literally just been getting gashed all season. Right. Um, since we're at the bottom of the the power rankings, let's keep going with that. The Atlanta Falcons come in at 21 on the power rankings, and they have one of the most exciting offenses in the NFL with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, uh, Tim Coleman, uh, but they can't seem to figure it out. They they're off. Julio Jones hasn't been scoring. Uh, Matt Ryan can't seem to find Devontae his receivers. Devontae Freeman's out for the season. Devontae Freeman's out for the season. Makes a fantasy owner upset if you oh, pick them. Oh, he was them. my second makes round me, pick. Makes me very happy. <laughs> Tevin Coleman's been balling, kind of. Um, and the New York Giants coming in last uh, at the bottom of the pack as well, and they have. Also, one of the most exciting offenses with Odell, Saquon Barkley. Eli Manning's been struggling. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know if you can say exciting, or one of the most exciting in Eli Manning. They have exciting exciting playmakers um, outside of their quarterback position. True. Eli's reaching the end of his career, though. Shouldn't he retire? Like, has he come to the Um, end of his... I think as, for how much he's put, like, his heart and soul into the Giants, I think the best thing for him to do for that franchise is to probably retire. Yeah, be done so they can get a new young So they can move on. I mean, Eli, you won him two Super Bowls. You did what you wanted to do in your career. I just think it's it's best for you. It's best for the team if you just hang up and, like, go out on your own terms while you still can play. I really love what Saquon is doing right now. He's a beast. He's adapted so well to the NFL. He's... His vision is great. His cuts are great, and that man is just a powerhouse. I honestly at a young age. think Carryon Johnson's been as maybe not as impressive, but pretty close to being as impressive this season. I think more people. I think more more people notice Saquon and love Saquon more just because his oh, name and, yeah, is Saquon Barkley. The hype, overall pick. yeah. A lot of people or don't three. even realize, but um, or on no, some of the two. stats, uh, Chubb actually. Is doing a little bit better. I think it's yards per carry. I can't remember, but Chubb is also having a really good year too. Brownies. <laughs> um. So I think we covered a lot of the NFL. I think we're gonna move on to college football now. Um. Big game up ahead, huh? Yeah, rivalry week this week. We got a Michigan diehard Michigan fan, Jay Cohen. <laughs> what are your thoughts about this game this year? Um, having going having gone to school in Ohio for the past 2 years I know what it's like to lose this game and it's not fun I would second and that the yeah. fact that Michigan is the favored team and I think I don't know how someone could argue that they're not the better team at this moment like if they don't win this year and Harbaugh starts 0 and 4 against Urban Meyer like that's a terrible look like this is the like this has been Michigan's year in the Big 10 They've literally stomped everybody except Indiana last week. But Indiana always gives them a tough game. Uh, but, like, it's literally been their year for the taking. Like, if they squander this opportunity and don't beat Ohio State, I think it's going to be very disappointing in a lot of ways. Like, the season has – it's been a great season, but I, I really do think it boils down to this game Saturday. Um, I am a diehard Michigan State fan, so I really dislike both teams. Um, have living in have lived in have living in Ohio for the past three years. 
I have ended up hating Ohio State a lot more than hating Michigan. So I'm rooting for Michigan this year, but I'm convinced that Michigan, like this is Michigan's year to beat Ohio State. They've they've already beaten Michigan State. They've proved their dominance in the Big Ten and proved that they've they're worthy Penn of State playing and Wisconsin. in the college football playoffs. Yep. They have, I think, better athletes. Their coaching is a question just because just because Harbaugh came in and basically showed like poor execution against teams, didn't live up to the hype. Uh, Urban Meyer has been a great coach, but also the OSU Scumbag. F- sin- <laughs> since losing to Purdue, OSU has been the confidence has been shaken up, and then coming to Maryland, going to overtime and. Uh, barely making it, and they almost barely lost making it out there. My um, thing is, I think I think Michigan's gonna win. My thing is about I like Michigan in this matchup. I think I think this Michigan's year. Michigan's put it together. Um, Shea Patterson's playing really well. Their defense is playing phenomenal. Um, this is the but I think Michigan. I think the big thing is OSU is past couple weeks have struggled. Overtime win against Maryland by one. I would like to say they barely beat MSU, the one by twenty, but that one of the scores came late. Um, and then they barely beat Nebraska by and they beat them by five. So I think OSU is kind of struggling to put it together right now. And I think Michigan's playing their best ball, and they're just like really Michigan, on their yeah, high. Horse Michigan's right now. confidence is sky high. I mean, Karan Higdon, Michigan star running back, guaranteed a win this week against Ohio State. So, I mean, the fact that they have the confidence to say that, because being a Michigan fan my whole life, I can't remember the last time Michigan has had this confidence going into this game. So the fact that they do have that confidence, and Harbaugh having played in this game and beaten Ohio State, like he knows what it means. So I think he's going to have his team so fired up and the best like prepared all season. Um, I do think if Chase Winovich is unable to play, that will be a factor. Although mm-hmm. Michigan's defense is that good, I think it's uh, like a next guy up where like even though he's an All-American, I don't think his presence will be as missed as it would for most teams. Yeah. <clears throat> um, going on to the rest of college football, um, Starting out with number one, Alabama, I honestly don't think there's They're been the a best team better in team in the past They're the best however team many years. Oh, yeah, well, they, were, like they were tied against Citadel at halftime. Well, uh, <laughs> I just think Alabama's the most like outrageous powerhouse football team that the world has ever seen. And that might be a stretch, but they are... <laughs> no, two is really they're good. They're very unbeatable Saban at times. Definitely... Figure that program out is definitely they're going to be on top for years to come, in my opinion. Oh well, as if they haven't already been on top. Exactly, and <laughs> I think Saban just proved his dominance, and they're just the best football team in the country, no doubt about it, in my mind. All right, what about the college football playoffs? Who do you think will be or should be in the college football playoffs come um, decision day? As of right now, if I were to make a decision, it's definitely the top four. I think it's Bama, Clemson. Notre Dame is playing phenomenal ball right now in Michigan. I think they're the four best teams in the nation right now. I think that would be an exciting playoff to watch as well. I, I yeah, I would agree. I think I'm 
that they're easily the best teams in college football, I think. But I would love to see Oklahoma in there again. Kyle Murray, they they have an exciting offense. They have one of the most fun offenses to watch. They put up points. They're dominating. They're like killing it. They're ranked number six. They're just outside of the. They're just out there just a little bit, but that would be fun to see them match up against Alabama. Um, who do you think in the college football, like if it, if this decision were to be made and it was Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan, who do you think would give Alabama the hardest game? I The toughest competition? I might be biased, and the fact that I know the most about Michigan, I don't know as much about Notre Dame and Clemson, but I would honestly have to say Michigan. I know Michigan lost to Notre Dame, but that was week one, under the lights, at night. College game day was there. It was Shea Patterson's first game with Harbaugh's system, and Michigan has only gotten better. The reason I say Michigan is because, statistically, the best defense in the country, like, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, they give up, like, 30 less yards than number two. Like, that's just absurd. So I think if anyone has a chance of slowing Tua down, it's probably Michigan. Another reason I say Michigan is because they run a very pro-style, like, slow-it-down offense. And they run the ball very effectively. So I think if they are able to milk the clock enough to where they keep Tua off the field and they limit Alabama's time of possession, I think the defense can hold Bama when they do have the ball. The only question is, could Michigan put together drives to milk the clock to score? Mm -hmm. But I think if they can, they could win. Right. I I mean, I agree with you. Honestly, I don't think any football team is going to... Put down Bama. It's happened in the past, and I've been heard about that because <laughs> coming from the grandson of an Alabama alum, I'm a diehard Bama fan. I think Bama's just always the powerhouse. I don't think there's a team that can stop them every single year. Um, it's unfair. I got something interesting. There's There was a Twitter post just flowing around, not by a legit source, I don't think, but it was a it was more of a what if post, and it was what if the NCAA football made a sixteen team playoff? I mean, um, I would love that. I think that would be a lot more fun. It would keep competition more like intact into the game. My thing is um, that the I only, think that would be a lot more fun for fans to watch. The only the college football is the only football. Uh, college football is the only like the only. What am I trying to say? The only program? Yeah, college football is like the only program that doesn't have a playoff throughout high school, even college, and the pros. The pros have their playoff. High school football has their uh, playoff to the championship. And college football is just the only one that doesn't have it. I think think they should make the switch, even though the bowl games are the most unique thing about college football. I think they should make the switch to doing a 16-team playoff. I mean, we play D3 football in... Division three has playoffs. Exactly. Division two, two has, has playoffs. playoffs. So why would you not have Division one have playoffs? I mean, you don't need. I think what D three is what thirty two, mm-hmm. thirty two team. Like I don't think you need thirty two. Like I don't think there's thirty two teams that are deserving. There are less teams in D one than D three, so it doesn't make sense to have that many teams. But I think a sixteen team playoff would be good. You would because four you are just eliminating too many. Like high caliber teams that could make some noise because my like my personal favorite sporting event every year is March Madness because of the uncertainty 
of the tournament like exactly. that. It's win or go home, and anybody could beat anybody on any mm-hmm. single day. So that's my thoughts. I um, think a sixteen. I mean, I've been. I could. I could do with an eight team or even a six with the first two really getting a buy. But I mean, like four. I, just, I think four teams just too difficult to, to like, uh, create like yeah. who is in and who is out. It's just if it's not the top ten or however many. So I just I agree with you. It's just too hard to make this decision. It's basically on what people think is best. And honestly, if we just expanded it a little bit more. It would be a lot more fun for fans. I know the players would like that so much more because as a player, if you just uh, if you're if they did this in Division Three and we just missed the cut, I'd be like, oh well, like this sucks. Like, like the season's basically over. We didn't make the playoffs. No chance of making it to the championship. We're playing for a bowl game, like, and then the, this brings up the like the situation of players like not playing in their bowl right. games because they mm-hmm. want to get ready for the NFL. If you had a 16-team playoff people would want to play in those playoff games so they can, one, play more games to prove they are the better team than most teams and still make it to a championship game. Fair point. Yeah. Um, uh, now we'll be talking about college basketball. Uh, college basketball just kicked off. Um, we have been watching an electrifying Zion Williamson. Oh my God, Let's that... not forget R.J. Barrett, who I think is probably... I think he's more, about, I think more he's, talented, but Zion Williamson probably has a higher. I don't. Next, I don't know if I want to say potential because of how good R.J. Barrett is. He's just a freak. The next like LeBron his, James. Is he the next I don't LeBron think there, James? I don't think there is another LeBron James. So that's hard <laughs> to say. If anyone were to beat it, he would be the guy. He's putting up some serious numbers. His he is just an unreal person to look at. His the he's way his huge. he's shaped. <laughs> Six How eight two eighty. Yes, and he can. I just jump I think over the rim. The Duke. They're easily. Their, they're their, one of the better Duke teams that have come through college basketball in the past couple of, of years. There's been a lot of good Duke teams. This team is very, very. This team good. is definitely very talented. They're all very young. Um, I just think they, their opening night game against Kentucky was, against Kentucky was very convincing win. They just they yeah. figured it out right away. They seemed to know what they were doing right away. Um, I think R.J. Barrett and Zion are just an unreal duo. And uh, what's uh, Tyus Jones is a Tyus brother. Jones. Trey yeah. Jones. Yeah, Trey Jones. He's good. Trey Jones is playing real well basketball too right now. You got Kentucky's still at two. Um, Michigan's Michigan cracked the top ten after the top a 10. 30, 30 or forty In point blowout against the defending rematch. national champs. Uh, well Michigan got from, their revenge. Well deserved from that thirty point blowout last year. Uh, I don't know if it was like uh, was that. I don't know the final score, but hey, I mean Villanova, they were the best team in the country last year. No shame in losing, but I mean Michigan, like. John Beeline is the the most underrated coach in the entire country. I would like, say that Michigan is, is like a very underrated basketball team. They're, they're very like they're looked underrated. over. No one really because says like acknowledges them as a good basketball team. They're like, oh, Michigan is just a good football team. Like as a Michigan State fan, I'm like every year we've got a top ten basketball program, and Michigan somehow finds a way to I mean, Michigan, beat us and yeah, make it. Michigan way State hasn't the beaten Michigan playoff. in three years. Like well, Miles Bridges didn't didn't beat Michigan in his Michigan State career. Like, right. Michigan has 
statistically been a much better basketball school the past six years than Michigan State has. Next week, Michigan has a pretty tough matchup UNC. against UNC 9-7 versus seven Wednesday night. That'll be a good game to watch. Um, with Michigan State, I just think Michigan State is very young. They've got the playmakers, Cassius Winston. Like They've got great ball players. They just, in clutch moments, they just can't get it done. And they've been struggling so much in March Madness. Like They've been losing first round. Then the next, then the round of a uh, uh, Sweet Sixteen. They lost to yeah, yeah Syracuse. We've, we've just been struggling. I don't know if you can play- say that they're really young though, because their two best players are juniors now with right. Cassius yeah. Winston and Nick Ward. Nick I don't Ward know if you can say they're young it. anymore. Izzo's had three years with their best players. Like I don't, I don't we know. Do I honestly think Izzo's kind of. I don't want to say he's washed <laughs> up because he's still a good coach, but I just he's don't think he's. The caliber of coach that he was. I don't think we're getting the was. recruits we're still that we used to get a few years ago. But I mean, back to opening night, Michigan State had a pretty convincing game against the number two ranked Kansas in a loss, ninety two to eighty seven. I thought Michigan State played uh, fairly well in that game. They just turnovers kill that team. Yeah, and, we do I mean, that comes with Cassius Winston. Winston's a junior, but turnovers have always been a problem with him through his years at MSU. But that also comes with. Um, being somewhat young as well. They also have a pretty tough matchup coming up against the 17th-ranked UCLA next Thursday night. Ooh, if only LiAngelo Ball were still playing for them, but he decided to rob a store in China. Those <laughs> <laughs> um, balls. Yeah. Uh, you said this earlier, college uh, March Madness is probably my favorite playoff championship type like deal all like throughout all of sports it's the most exciting you can do so much with it like make like pools like create your own brackets and stuff and compare them to your friends uh i am always always looking for even when my team gets bumped out early which they always do <laughs> uh it's still my favorite because you never know Who's gonna win or who's gonna be who? The unpredictability is just. It just only brings the hype. Last year when Virginia lost, first time in one versus that was that That was was, I think that was the most unexpected thing. (laughs) That was insane. It's stuff like that that makes me love college basketball. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. How about the NBA? Um, thoughts, Mr. Cohen. The NBA. I just have to give a shout out to. My team, the Sacramento Kings. What? Finally putting it... A, finally, <laughs> I'm a Kings fan. Finally putting it together a little bit this year. Beat the Thunder. I think they're over 500. You know, nobody talks about the Kings, so I just got to get my... I just got to get my, like, two cents in there. You know, they're a young core. I think they're finally developing. It's good to see. But, uh... How about... What I like to talk about is, for a second, is LeBron James. He's just... The effect he has on teams... Taking this basically the same Cavaliers team this year to the championship last year, they're not, they're without LeBron, they're two and thirteen. They're and literally the, the bottom, worst team in the league, bottom of the Eastern Conference, and that's due to one player. It's insane. Yeah, like who he did, is LeBron. I mean, James I know, is the goat. I know Kevin Love is hurt right Kevin now. Kevin Love's hurt but, regardless of that, but Kevin but Love still. gets hurt every year. He's yeah. always out. LeBron just has that ability to take any team like far. He has that ability to make players around him better. It's just a great player to watch. It's literally having a second coach on the floor that happens to be the most talented player in in the world. 
LeBron James, in my opinion, is the GOAT. There has been no better presence on a basketball floor than him. He is the most dominating player. He has the most he can score better than anyone. He can find players. He rebounds defensive effort. He's the complete package. To me, he's better than Jordan. And all the stats Ooh. show it. Um Yeah, I don't know if I want to get into the whole goat debate cuz I could talk about that for ages, but um I mean, if anyone's ever came for the throne of goat it's obviously been lebron and he's made jordan watch the throne because this man is a once in a generation once once in like once in eternity type talent i think like i don't think you'll see another lebron james so the fact that we get to grow up and watch him in his prime is something special um a team that i would like to talk about right now is the hornets and specifically kemba walker because Kemba Walker is Kemba. Kemba Walker's a savage to say the least. He's <laughs> he, a savage. He's averaging Kemba coming back. He's averaging thirty point, um, uh, nearly thirty points a game, fifty five percent field goal percentage. That man. What's he shooting from three? He's, he's shooting thirty eight percent. Which Ooh. that's not bad. That's not terrible. That's, I mean, that's definitely above average. Like that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's above he's average. Finding the hoop so well. He's 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 one of the best point guards in the league, hands down. But I think this is he top five though. I think he's one of the best point guards in the league. I mean, obviously you got Steph Curry. Steph, if, if you Kyrie, don't, Steph, I think Kyrie. in my opinion, if you don't think Steph Curry is the best point guard in the league, you are I would severely. Take Kyrie. I like Kyrie. I would take you Kyrie would take Kyrie. Over I would take Kyrie over Steph Curry. I like Kyrie. Why? Why? I just feel like Kyrie has a better. He's arguably not even the. I mean, obviously. Like obviously, uh, obviously, Steph can shoot the lights out of the gym. We've never, we haven't seen phenomenal. a shooter anything like Steph. He's the best shooter of all time. But I think down, Kyrie opinion. is. A, so you think Kyrie, Kyrie's a Kyrie's a good shooter? I'm not gonna say he's great no, he's a, like he's Steph. A, he's, he's a, a pretty good, good shooter. shooter. I just think Kyrie can get to the hole better. Okay, I think he gets to the hole in a different way. I think he. Maybe Steph, I maybe but, I like him because like when I play basketball I I would like say playing like, like him like I like the way he plays he's exciting to me I just think he's better I would choose Kyrie if I were to putting putting together an NBA team I would take Kyrie over okay uh, Steph. that is honestly more controversial because I could see an argument where you think Kyrie is better but the fact that you would take Kyrie to start an NBA team over Steph Curry who is one of the best teammates of all time and a proven winner. Literally, like, he has to deal with Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, and a big, like, an, a big-time coach like Steve Kerr. The fact that he just sits back, balls, never has any problems in the flow of the game with any of his teammates, like, the fact that he can do all that and still be the best shooter on the planet is crazy. Like, I think if you're trying to win, like, He's the number one point guard. To I mean, have. I don't disagree with anything that you said because it's all true. But I mean, it's more of just like a personal thing. If I okay. would, I would just. I like <laughs> Kyrie more. Okay, that's just my thing. Back to my dude Kemba. Now, I think Kemba. I think Kemba should. He has to get out of Charlotte. I don't think there's a place for him there. I get he likes it. Fans love him. He's the, he's the man in Charlotte. But I think uh, 
He'd be better off on a uh, on another team. I mean, maybe. Like, can you name another person on Charlotte besides Kemba Walker? No, like Frank Kaminsky. Like that's my point. Maybe Miles he Bridges. should. I mean, I could tell you a team that's looking for Nicholas a point guard Batum. that we could really benefit from is a uh, Detroit Pistons. <laughs> Detroit Pistons. <laughs> Dude, we got Reggie Jackson. What do you mean? Ish uh, Smith. We need, we need Kemba. Ish is balling. Okay, back to the. I, who are the top five? Uh, in your opinions, top five point guards in the league right now. I would go with um, – I would have to go mm. in order. No, in, not, in, not in any specific order. I'd say Clay, Kyrie. Clay – Or not my I was fault. about to say, Clay's a shooting guard. Uh, uh, Steph, Kyrie, um, Ben Simmons. You're counting him? I, I mean, he's, I would count him. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the primary ball handler most of the time. He's a point guard for that team. I, you guys are gonna give me a lot of chip for this, but uh, uh, what's his name? Russell Westbrook. No, I think I am an adamant Russ hater, but I still Why? think because I don't think he's a winning player, yeah. and the name of the Kidding game is out. to win. Like, I think he's a top five point guard in the league, but when people say he's better than like Steph Curry, or honestly, I think Chris Paul's better too. At this point, like as a as a teammate. Uh, I don't, but, and my last but Rondo's come Chris out and Paul. said that Chris Paul's a, a I heard, crappy yeah, teammate. That's what but I, heard. I mean, I don't want to leave Damian Lillard out of the conversation I was either. Say Dame was probably sick five. Or I six. don't, I don't want to put John Wall in there because of all the turmoil that's Wall surrounded the Wizards lately. I wouldn't put John um, Wall in there. I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. I mean, Kemba could Kemba could creep. I mean, he's for sure five. in the top top ten. Um, I, I, oh, I, oh I would, to, yeah, easily would, top ten. Yeah, I like Kemba. Right what now. What about uh, Trey Young? What about him? I, he's been balling. What do you mean? What about what him? What about if you're mentioning? He's been putting men, up. If you're mentioning Trey Young, you got to mention De'Aaron Fox. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox has been Kings. balling this year well, for I the like, Kings. I like Dame. I like not in this order, but I like Damian Lillard, Steph Curry. I like Kyrie. I like Kemba. Um, and, and honestly, Russ. what? And Russ? No, I was going to say Russ. Oh. Um, but I, yeah, I like, like Sauce said, I like Ben Simmons too. I just, yeah. The, the, uh, He needs to develop a shot though. That he, he does. does. He definitely needs to develop a shot. You know who needs to develop a shot? Markel Fultz. <laughs> His free throw shooting is horrendous. <laughs> that, he's... The, the, he got the he's fine which hand to go shoot with when he's yeah. Um, there honestly right now, if like the like when the playoffs come, there are a lot of teams that can. I mean, let's talk about the Eastern Conference right now. But there in the Eastern Conference, there are a lot of teams that can make it out. I mean, I think the Sixers. I think the Sixers can do it. I want the Celtics are so good. I mean, I think the Celtics are still. I know they oh, the don't Celtics have the are, best record right now, but I still think they're the team they have to the beat mo- in I the East. I think they have the most. But I, I mean, those. Two, I mean, in my opinion, those two are for sure going to make but it to the. The Raptors, I like the Bucks, man. The Raptors, I think, are different than they have been in the past, where they kind of just choke. Like they have a new coach, and the fact that like Demar Derozan is a great player, but I mean, he's not Kawhi. Like no, Kawhi Leonard is. No. I think a top five player in the league when healthy, he influences the 
game on both ends of the ball, maybe more so than any other player besides LeBron. Um, so I think he could be a real game changer to maybe win the Eastern Conference for them. Eastern Conference, what about my man Giannis Antetokounmpo? The Greek freak. I, yes. I'm making a bold claim five years from now. He'll be the best player in the league. When I agree. When LeBron's, LeBron's gone and LeBron's when KD, but yeah. see, KD doesn't really rely a ton on athleticism, so his game can translate really well into older age. But I think when it is about twenty twenty two, and Giannis is like twenty eight ish, twenty nine, I think he's so gonna be young. the best player. He's in definitely, the league. yeah, he's one of the best players in the league already, in my opinion. He's, I think, he's got a. A great future out of him, especially with the Bucks are up and coming. Like, yes, they are. how about Milwaukee? Like, out of all cities, yeah, to have a they need really that. good they basketball. Need, they do team. Need, they need that. Um, what about the Eastern or the Western Conference? My fault. Um, Lakers, baby. Lakers has been struggling a Lakers, little bit. LeBron. Their record doesn't show it, but they I mean, their record does show Luke it. Walton, they've they've been struggling. Um. Trailblazers leading the pack. I mean, if the Warriors keep having struggles, like inner, no. inner squad struggles like this throughout the whole season, I feel like they will crumble. Stop. I, I'm, stop. I'm not kidding. They I feel stop. like they will crumble. I don't think they, they, the, I don't this think thing they with change. Draymond and KD, please, do everyone's making it to seem out like this giant big deal. Like, I've seen stuff on Bleacher Report of, like, videos of them just playing in the game. Like, oh, it looks like KD and... Uh, Draymond have patched things up like what you expected them to hate each other the whole season and not play warrior basketball and I think that's another thing I'm talking about with Steph Curry like Kevin Durant's the best player on the team but Steph Curry is the leader of the team and the fact that he can just put everything aside and lead their team to victory and let's be real like they could they could be the eighth seed and barely sneak into the playoffs because they were so nonchalant about it and they they would still run the West, in my opinion. Until yeah. I see otherwise from any other team, I still think the Warriors are going to just march. Even with LeBron, the, even with LeBron James in there? Like, LeBron, yeah, you know, not this, not you know this LeBron year. doesn't go down without a fight. And no, I'm, I don't think they're as good this year. I mean, Boogie Cousins still hasn't yeah, played well, yet. Well, he so probably I, won't play until after the All-Star break. And then you're literally just, getting probably the best offensive big man in the league. So, I mean... Okay, yeah, LeBron is probably on a... You think they'll steal one or two at home? I could see that, but, like, sure, LeBron might be on a better team than last year's Cavs. Last year's Cavs were terrible. That team got swept, and it wasn't even close. So, okay, cool, maybe you win one or two against the Warriors, but to say that they have a fair shot against them in the Western Conference playoffs is... Is is laughable? It's kind of sad. I don't, I don't think that's it's kind of sad that there's no team that can take out the Warriors. Like it's also sad, it's but like boring. it's sad and boring. But at the same time, like we're like witnessing like greatness that has been rarely seen exactly. in any sport. So to witness just such complete like greatness is just. I mean, like you got to appreciate, it, even though it kind of makes stuff a little boring. Like you just have to appreciate. Greatness when you see it. Yeah. Talking of, speaking of greatness, we got Tiger and Phil Mickelson going head to head at each other. Eldrick versus the lefty. I love this. This is the greatest pair going at each other. 
The goat versus the goat. Heavyweight bout. I love this. Tiger um, versus Phil. There is a wager on it. I don't know what the specific amount is. Pretty I'm pretty sure, sure there's a wager. I think I know Tiger's favored, and probably deservingly so. Um, Tiger's the goat. Tiger is the goat. Like at least of he's figuring he's it out. coming back. Era. He's yeah. made it to he's the top again. I mean, he's I think he. But... I think he'll win another major in, at some point in his career. I mean, the trajectory that he's on right now points to that. Um, I, I, I mean, I just love the fact that they're doing this. I hope more golfers start to do that because I've honestly really come to enjoy watching golf. Like, mm-hmm. I sat down and watched the final round of the British Open, and, like, it was one of the more entertaining sporting events I've watched in recent memory. Just, like, it, it was like golf is golf is amazing. Like, when you can appreciate the game and how hard it is, like, it's great to watch just really good players excelling at the highest level when it is in my opinion the most difficult game in the oh yeah. oh for like, sure it's so crafty you yeah. need such great like mechanics to make Technique, your ball just yeah. go straight just the slightest it's also the most frustrating sport if you're a, <laughs> if you're not if good you're like a player. us <laughs> um yeah. but i think tiger's going to win if tiger can go back to og tiger if he can pull out the the best the, su- of tiger. the Sunday red yep. fist pump. Yep. Yeah, if he can pull that back out, <laughs> he should. This is gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Like I would definitely. Is this is great for the. I think it's great for the sport. This great for the. It's this weekend, right? I, no, it's on Thanksgiving. It's on Thanksgiving. I, it's either Thanksgiving or the day after. It's it's or I this it's, weekend. I hope it's Friday because I won't be able to watch it if yeah, it's Saturday. It's, it's Friday. Michigan. It's on Friday. Okay. Oh sweet. It's on Friday, but I think this is just great for the sport. I think this is great for fans. This is just great for golfers in per, in that are golfing professionally and in general. Like this is just ex- going to be an exciting match to watch, and just I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the head-to-head, the wagers that are on this match, just the two goats going at it. All right, if that's it, the, this concludes our first podcast of Double Time. Sasan Chalakian, Maher Chalakian. Um. Coming at you with another episode soon. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Thanks.